0: welcome to the nebraska
1: hawks these guys are brave they're hawkeyes living in enemy territory listen these guys are way past
0: their corner but they're still hawkeyes they're spreading the hawkeye height to all of nebraska The frost advisory is cancelled. Corn husker? More like corn sufferers.
1: Are you ready
2: for this pie?
3: All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye oasis located in a Nebraska desert. Matt is done. No, are you done with harvest yet, Matt, or are <clears throat> you still got well. something to do? Well,
0: we got some dirt to turn, but otherwise, the crops are out.
3: All right, so we got some It's mess- raining,
0: so okay. nothing to do for the next few days, so All right.
3: well, we're thank good. Well, thank you for feeding America. We appreciate it. So, yeah, yeah it's uh it was, it was nice to see, but you know, you get, and I know how it is. There's podcasts that I listen to every single week that I love. And, uh, and if they don't have a new one, I get super annoyed because I'm like, come on, I need some new content. You know, when I'm at the gym or when I'm in the car, I want to listen to this stuff. So, um, we got a lot of messages from people being like, um, when's the podcast coming back What's going on. I'm like, Matt had to feed America. And it was doing some farming, so I got uh,
0: some flack even on it from some of my buddies that listen. They're like, "You're the only one that does the podcast. The other two can't do it when you're off, or what?"
3: <laughs> it's just not the same without the middle light delight. So right. we need him in there, and we're uh, we're we're a three man show from here going forward. And we we just it's like a tripod. If one piece of the tripod shows up, then uh, if one piece isn't there, then we just fall down you know <laughs> just, just the tripod so you know we we wanted to stick with uh doing it with matt so kyle and i were like you know what that's so much talent over there with matt that i don't we didn't know if we could hold it up without him here so welcome back brother thanks for uh all you do on the farm being in a being an iowa farmer i know that's a huge uh sense of pride for you and yeah. uh talk about how hard talk about how harvest went for you. Cause I know there's a lot of people listening that appreciate what you do, but maybe some yeah. of them do it as well.
0: Yeah. Sorry, South Bend Hawkeye. I can't sit back and just let the cash, the the checks fall in. I, I got to do it myself. So me and my brother and my dad, uh, do it all together and uh, it went really well. The yields were great. Uh, we had a really good uh, harvest. There was a time where we had, Three machines broke down, so it was a rough go for a little bit. We got them all put back together and finished up everything. So, yeah, nice. we got some more things to fix now that it's over, but all we got right. everything in the bin. So, everything's accumulated and counted for. So, all right. it, it Kyle, was good.
3: Kyle, did you take any of this time off during the season? Kind of ended up being our bye week. Did you take any of this time to sell a damn house? That's what we all want to know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been all over the place, man. Um, driving like a madman. You know, regardless of uh, what's happening in real estate across the country, with real estate right here in this area, man, it's pretty hot. Um, okay. You know, it's uh, people are still buying homes. People are still selling.
3: All right. South Bend Hawkeye says, I feel rejuvenated again now that a Nebraska Hawksnest pot is live again. I figured Miller Lite Delight just hired others to farm his ground while he sits back and cashes those checks.
1: Mm -hmm. I I wish.
3: And we uh, so like we had said before, my life has been an absolute I want to shambles isn't the right word, but. Um, started a new, new career, same line of work, but you got a promotion and have a lot more responsibility. And I, uh, out South Bend Hawkeye shirt sure, for quite some time, got that in the mail. So, um, that is heading his way. And then he also says to they also, also called Ron Jeremy, the tripod <laughs> old hedge. Uh, people remember who he is. Uh, hopefully that, uh, <laughs> a legend, Jeremy. the king of the mustache. For sure. Is it isn't he in jail now? Didn't he get in trouble?
2: I have no yeah, idea. So. Yeah, I think
3: I, so. Okay. I think he did too. So um, I wanted to see if you guys actually had seen that Caitlin Clark has uh signed that new NIL deal. She's just a trailblazer signing deals that nobody else has done at that level before. Obviously, NIL is newer, so she's gonna have you know first shot at it. But I mean she's paving the way for female athletes for generations to come but uh the newest uh member of the uh the state farm family uh which is pretty cool i think um very cool does she even want to go to the wnba at this point like why would you
0: well,
3: i i, I don't know
0: she would she's gonna make less probably in the wnba <laughs>
3: Yeah. I don't know. You know, I was thinking about this, Kyle, if we could go back to when you were in college, Kyle, now there's so many NIL deals that are just extremely lucrative. And one of the good parts about it, I think, is it's going to keep some of those higher caliber athletes in college uh, for a little bit more time. So we're going to get to see these guys play at the college level a lot longer. But Kyle, if you could put yourself back at that time what would be maybe one or two places that you would just absolutely love to be able to get an NIL deal with that we'd be like, Hey man, and I'm putting you on the spot, this would be like, it'd be a perfect fit for you. Oh man. Uh, if I had to,
2: if I had to pick one, uh, I would probably pick something local, you know, right there in Iowa city. I think I visited, uh, um, you know, Buffalo wild wings a lot.
3: Um, okay. I mean, that's valid.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, gosh, I remember I probably uh kept Pizza Pit up and running uh quite, you know, for many years while I was there. Um, you know, but you know, to dream and all that stuff, I think that uh, you know, Nike would have been cool because I had Nike, I had, you know, soccer shoes that I that I kicked with uh that were that were Nike. I mean, we already had a deal with Nike, but it would have been cool to do some sort of spin-off um with them. Gosh, yeah, um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I, let, let me think about that. I'll I'll come back to that.
3: Okay, I put him on the spot, so I didn't really give you any time to even think oh, about oh, that. It, another local place that I would have loved,
2: man, to have some sort of, even if they didn't even pay me, if they paid me was just barbecue sandwiches. Jimmy Jacks. I am a huge fan of Jimmy Jacks uh, old Pancheros. Yeah, Panchero, Pancheros. That's
3: perfect, Drew. Yeah, yeah, Charles, yeah. But, uh, a lot of guys I have like,
2: that nil deal. My, my uh, my wife and I, you know, we met in college. She was 2005 homecoming queen. And we lived on the east side of Iowa City towards the end of my career there when Jimmy Jack's first opened. And I believe that original location, that original uh, location is still there. And okay. Every time we go back, man, we we hammer that place.
3: Oh, that yeah, uh, yeah. I got to tell you, Matt, that, uh, is it Ponchero's or Panchero's? Uh, I say panchero's. Okay. So like, that's one of my wife's favorite things about going to Iowa city. She loves that place. She's a very picky eater. So that's major props to them. She thinks it's far superior to Chipotle or anything like that. I like, I I love a good Chipotle bowl. So I got to be honest there, but panchero's
2: panchero's.
3: They do panchero's is legit.
2: Yeah. I just thought of another one. Whitey's whitey's ice cream.
3: Oh, absolutely. Ice cream.
2: It holds, a, it holds a very, very, uh, is very close to my heart. I got a funny story when I was dating my wife in uh college. I called her up and I'm like, Hey, you want me to grab some ice cream? This is after training and you know, it's it's late at night. And she's like, Yeah, uh, I'm like, what flavor do you want? She's like, Yeah, not strawberry. I'm like, That's weird. Okay, I'll <laughs> see if they have that flavor, not strawberry. So I walk into Whitey's and I ask him if they have white, uh, not strawberry. And what she meant was anything but strawberry
3: oh okay oh man they they laughed
2: at me so we actually still crack that joke to uh, to this
3: day that's not so terrible like this happened when we were going into firehouse subs our youngest son and if you if you know him and you met him and matt has so he will get it took him into firehouse subs and so we walk up to order and we're standing at the count at the 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 line and he and they said okay what can we get you and he says um can i get a firehouse sub and the guy was like uh what yes, what? <laughs> yeah, this is firehouse subs. And he's like, Oh, I mean, um, can I get a pizza sub? And the guy was like, uh, this isn't Subway. We don't have pizza subs. And he's like, Oh, dang it. Um, and he's just completely frazzled. And the guy was like, <laughs> didn't know if my son was screwing with him. And I'm like, dude, get it together, read the menu. And the the guy went and got the manager, and he's like, Okay, I, I can make you something kind of like a pizza sub, but like we don't, I don't know. We don't have it. We don't have a pizza sub here. So uh, South Ben Hawkeye said he'd bathe in Pachero's queso if allowed, you know, that might well, be the only it, thing that might be the only thing that would make me not want to eat their queso is if it was rubbed sure. all over you. I mean,
2: sure it's, it's, it's legal and allowed. You would just have to buy it all from them. And
3: yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like
0: You'd you have know, to buy a lot of
3: queso. I mean, just sitting sitting in a tub with all that queso and just dipping chips in it, just eating it the whole time. Yes,
0: you're in it,
3: gross. That would be sick. It's like, why is this dip so salty? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh... Get your head out of the gutter, Matt. All right. So congratulations to Caitlin on the new NIL deal. The other
0: memorative uh, khakis. Yes. Now part of the state farm discount double check family.
3: Well, she, she stays humble through all of it, and what a wonderful person. I mean, she's fantastic, and she, to her core, her whole entire goal is, she's trying to grow the the game of women's basketball, and she has done that tenfold. So, uh, you know, and, and it tells you right here, the first time in my life, and I've told you guys this before, I, I'm gonna get. I might not have to get the BTN Plus package because I think ESPN is picking up a ton of the Iowa women's basketball games oh, to be able to, to watch her. So Peacock's um, doing seven. Yeah. So I mean, you know, but Kyle doesn't like to get these streaming services, do you, Kyle? Like he's real well, against, against that. I
2: I just don't. I don't like how I have to find out which one it's on every week. Yeah. I, I want it to be like, you know, I've ditched cable, but I also have all these subscription services. And like the Hawkeye games, they're the last two, maybe, I quote you know, have been on Peacock. I don't have Peacock. So I had to steal my uh, sister-in-law's password to get it. And I, yeah. I I don't like that. You know, I have Sling. I'm a cheapo when it comes to TV. But we, but we have all the other subscription services. But when it comes to actual basic cable, I just – I feel like those things should be broadcasted uh, on the regular channels man and um, yeah but well, unfortunately you know it's 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 a new era you know Right.
3: everyone everyone was cutting the cable cord because it was too expensive you keep piling up these streaming services and it's just as much or more granted you get better content and there's more quality things to watch but um so i I just decided i was like okay i'm gonna get peacock because i'm not gonna just not watch yeah. the iowa football game there's gonna be iowa bat women's basketball games iowa men's basketball games on there i'm just gonna get it. it's like five bucks a month you know sure. whatever and so i got it but then i went back and i canceled netflix and dropped my Spotify subscription down to a free one. And I'm like, okay, so I came out on top there. And I just, I think that's the smart thing to do. I'm a slow learner. Like I, we've established for a long time. Finally figured out now that I'm just gonna rotate between these things. You know, I'm gonna watch now when we got, we're watching Apple TV. That's very affordable, a lot cheaper than Netflix. There's a ton of good shows on there and a ton of good movies. So we're gonna use that up for a while, see what they have to offer by the time I get through a lot of that good stuff, then you know what? Maybe uh, Netflix will have some decent stuff again because Netflix has sucked. And I, I want to ask you guys this. And, Matt, you don't really watch much Netflix, do you?
0: I don't watch much TV. I don't have time for that.
3: Well, I, I, I do at night, like before I go to bed for like an hour, hour and a half before bed. Uh, Kyle, do you do you ever watch much Netflix, Kyle?
2: My kids, uh, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, you name it, we have them all. And I have a I have a theory on this. I went through this this the better.
3: Uh South Ben Hawkeye says the only thing better than Kyle saying he steals his streaming services is that deer skin button up he has on. <laughs> uh, hey, hey. <laughs> rocking hey, and rollin', closer, baby. Here. Hey, I'm it's gonna a say
0: That's, oh, that's corduroy. corduroy. it
3: okay. season. I wouldn't wear I didn't know deer wore, wore corduroy. corduroy. I, I like it though. It's sharp, but I wanted oh, yeah. to ask you, Kyle, and you know, you guys that are, that are listening to and watching this, that's hilarious. That's a sharp, I like that shirt though. Only certain people could pull that off. If I wore a shirt like that, I'd look like a serial killer, but like you look stylish in it. So I, I'd look like, what is that guy's Ted Bundy from the freaking Netflix show? Like I would look like him. I'd put the creeper glasses on and be a problem, but <laughs> The problem with Netflix, and I want to see if anyone else thought thought of this because this drives my wife and I freaking crazy, is they have these movies on there and they're made in another country. So the and then they dub English over them, and the mouth, like the way their mouths move, don't match up with the words. And there's all these people. What a great movie. Like, Oh, that was so fantastic. I'm like, I couldn't make it two minutes into it because it drove me freaking crazy that their mouths didn't match up with the words at all. And they don't even do a good job dubbing the English over. It is so cheaply done and so crappy. And that'll be the number one movie on Netflix. Like there was one about some lady trying to like get across the border or something. And then she jumped in a shipping container and it was supposed to be this really hard hitting. Like they shot like three fourths of the movie in an actual shipping container and you know how it was like amazingly done. And I'm like, you know, I, I want to, I want to see this. This sounds great. I couldn't make it two minutes into that movie because the words didn't match up with the mouth. And that was ridiculous. I thought that was just, Low rent. Have you have you noticed that at all, Kyle?
2: Yeah. So we've we've watched a few of those and my father-in-law, my mother and father-in-law are really into that type of stuff. And the reason and the only reason I'm gonna say here, if 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 it's one of the most popular movies on Netflix, I mean that means millions and millions of people are watching it. So it's gotta be good. So therefore, I'm gonna sacrifice like you know, I'm gonna be patient with it and try to figure out why. Now I'm not a big bandwagon guy. But, you know, when it comes to entertainment material, um, you know, I, other than the whole Taylor Swift and, you know, music is a whole nother thing. But when it comes to yeah, movie and movie entertainment, you know, like I'm a big I'm a movie guy. I could sit and watch movies all day long. Like, and yeah, me too. If someone's, if someone's not holding me accountable. Um, so, you know, I give it a shot. Uh, my wife, my wife's very I, my kids pretty much watch everything on netflix but when we go to bed it's my wife that's in charge right now we're big on suits
3: okay i i started i watched the first couple episodes of that um and uh let's see drew and i, I thought it was okay i i didn't keep going my wife wasn't a fan of it and you know how it is you know kyle it, you have such little time to really watch tv or do anything like that you gotta watch something that you're both into because it's yeah. dragging me dragging your spouse through a TV show is just like if it sucks yeah.
2: well, sh- well, I sorry to interrupt you, but my no, you're my, fine. my wife her level of intelligence is so higher, so much higher than mine. I can't you know, and I'm into like slapstick comedies, things that are dumb and stupid, like a lot of Adam Sandler stuff. Uh, you know, she did she was a huge fan of Ted Lasso, but that's a little bit different. So uh, you know I when it comes to her picking the shows and us watching stuff. I just automatically think it's probably going to make me more intelligent if she's watching it.
3: (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's why you always try to marry up. You try to surround yourself with people that are better than you. Exactly, man. And that's exactly. what, that's what, that's what Kyle, Kyle did. That's what we've all attempted to do in our <laughs> lives. And some people are more successful than others. Uh, Drew says, hard hitting question is buying a barstool sports make Nebraska mediocre again, supporting Nebraska or making fun of them, considering purchasing. And then the next thing he says, the t-shirt. That's a great question. I had the same exact thoughts in my head. So Drew, I'm going to tell you my thought on this. And I don't know if you two saw on social media that Barstool made this shirt. It's red. And it says make Nebraska mediocre again, just because they've been so bad. And I thought it was hilarious. And it made it look like the Donald Trump shirt, like make America great again. And I'm like, okay, that's really funny. But I couldn't buy it because a, it was red and white. I don't wear the color red. I'll wear a tiny bit of red of like a white socks throwback when their colors used to be red. Maybe that's as far as I'll go with it. But I didn't feel confident enough in the product that we're putting on the field as an Iowa Hawkeye fan to be able to fling crap at Nebraska right now. Like I'm, I just, I'm not there. And I've said that, you know, throughout the season, I've been a Debbie Downer. I'm, I'm legitimately fed up and disgusted with the state of the football program. I think that if we, and I'll be honest with you, like, and I'm getting really deep into this. So sorry, Drew, you kind of hit up, you know, a big one for me here. If we're losing football games, like when we went to the Michigan State game, Matt, like I I didn't care, you know, I'm kind of like, all right, well, if we lose, at least there might be some change made. And I, I push you guys to go to, I think it's Trent Condon and locked on Hawkeyes. One of the only other Hawkeye podcasts I listened to, and he said it perfectly that, you know, as Hawkeye fans, we need to kind of be hoping for this thing to fall apart this year. And I, I agree with him wholeheartedly, and I thought that was real ballsy for him to say that, because you're going to get a lot of crap from Hawkeye fans. But if we think we're going go to go into this new Big Ten playing football the way we're playing it right now, if we think we're ever going to sniff a conference championship title game again, we're high. Uh, the We're not going to have that soft pillow of the Big Ten West to beat up on we're not going to get minnesota every year we're not going to get illinois northwestern you know rutgers and all those easier teams to really get a hold of and beef up our win total like as bad as our offense is and we're not a great team this year we're just not and i'm going to go into here in a little bit why i'm so frustrated because the whole off season when we've changed out all these players and we still have the same issues it's not the personnel. It's the coaching. Um, if we don't make some changes and if things don't fall off the rails, we're going to have things have to fall off the rails for us to be able to make any change whatsoever. So long answer, Drew, I'm sorry. I couldn't buy the shirt because I'm embarrassed of the product we're putting on the field right now. We're the laughing stock of college football in a lot of areas. Pat McAfee's making fun of us. He loves Iowa football, but, everybody's making fun of us that we are that ridiculous that we're keeping a guy like Brian Ferentz who continually marches out the worst. If not, you know, probably one of the worst offenses in the history of college football. So long yeah. answer to that, Multiple Matt, what do you have to say to that?
0: Multiple years in a row, we've produced the worst offense in the country. So I'm not going to buy the shirt. I agree with you other, with the product we're putting out there. You, you can't wear that with a head held high, because we we crutch on the defense and special teams so much and put out a 130, 133 offense in the country. You just can't, can't do uh-huh. that over and over. Washington, Oregon, USC, and UCLA are, are going to roll us every year. Yeah. The soft pillow, like you said, of the Big Ten West isn't going to save us. So, I mean, no. if it's not going to be this year, it's going to be next year. It's just a matter of time. It's just – it's, when is it going to come to a head and when is it going to blow up in our face? It's
3: going to be soon. The, the, the ridiculous thing is with this big 10 West that we've had, that we've only made two championship game appearances is so sad. And Iowa fans n- need to, you know, and I feel like when we watch the games, they are, they're fed up with this crap and everyone's chanting fire, Brian. And when, we, you know, when we have coach Ference who's going to be at, at one point, probably the number three ranked, all-time and wins in Big Ten history, you know, your le- his legacy, in my opinion, is completely tarnished at this point because he's put nepotism over doing what's best for the program that, you know, we're holding on to Brian at this point when it's this bad. I mean, when they're going out there and Spencer Patris, again, was all, was all was not a good quarterback, but... We've never been able to show that we have the ability to evaluate talent and have a good quarterback rarely ever. And then when we do, we don't want to play him. Like we have C.J. Beathard sitting on the bench. He was miles better than Jake Rudock. Didn't want to put him in. Ricky Stanzi, miles better than Jake Christensen. Didn't want to put him in. You know, it's – and Kirk said in his press conference this last week that he's, he's definitely no quarterback expert, no shit. You know, we, we've noticed that and that's the extremely frustrating part, Kyle, what are your thoughts on, you know, in the locker room like that? Cause this is going to, this is really coming to a head. It's going to be, in my opinion, one of those situations where if we don't move on from this regime at the end of this season, we're, it's we're going to end up taking a deep dive down to the basement of the big 10 and we've we've already fallen way we're falling way behind right now like we're playing wisconsin this week i don't think anybody gives us a chance to win that game at all but you know those guys in the locker room that are feeling this and know that this offense is not going to produce and then we're trying to bring in these recruits like how are you going to look a recruit in the eye on the offensive side of the ball and tell them you need to come play in this system where you're going to be successful how how can you do that and Again, my frustration on it is just don't address it. Don't do anything about it. Just leave it the way it is and just hope that it changes from year to year. You know, I don't know, Kyle, I'm going to quit on my rant on this, but what are your thoughts on that from a player perspective?
2: Well, uh, I can only speculate at this point. It's been so long since, you know, the game has changed quite a bit. But, you know, all I know is that when, when you know, behind the clo- behind closed doors, like, you're a team and you stick together and the coaches are in charge and that entire week of practice leading up to the game, like there's, you know, there's, that's the mission objective and you prepare for that and you trust it. So I think that these, of course, there's probably players on that squad right now that are thinking like, why isn't this person playing? Why am I, you know, I could do better than this. I could do, you know, why aren't we running this play? I'm sure there's, I'm sure that's happening. But <clears throat> all I'll say is that first off, I think it's pretty refreshing to see Deacon Hill out there. He's got a really strong arm. I, I hope that he tames it. He's overthrowing quite a bit. I get it, but that might be, you know, jitters. And, you know, he's a big dude, man. That ball is like me throwing a golf ball, you know, it's uh, uh, to him. So I hope that he can, you know, keep in mind, too, those wide receivers and everyone catching the ball is getting used to this, this new style. They catch- just,
3: they're dropping I mean, balls like crazy
2: yeah that that is that is um that is your job come on and you're wearing those nice sticky gloves my my son i my son plays flag football he asked me the other day he's like dad can i get uh can i get football can i get gloves you know for catching and i'm like you got to learn how to catch first buddy before you those. Yeah. those are those are a tool to help you catch the ball better now at that level there should be no excuse and watching some of those replays man I get it. Some of them were high and I'm no wide receiver guys. I'm not going to go out and run routes and show you that I could do it myself, but you are playing at the division one level on national television. You should be catching, you should be making some athletic moves and catching um, in my opinion, 80, 80 to 90% of those balls thrown at you. So getting back to the, getting back to the locker room though, like guys, you know, these kids that are in that locker room, going to those meetings, training every single day in the weight room, going to these meetings, going to practice. Like, I don't want to say that they're drinking that they're they're loving the Kool-Aid, but like, um, it'd be interesting to interview one of them, like live, you know, like what's going on in your mind because what's happening behind the scenes during game, during practice, it, it seems to me, and this did happen when I played, where some things, you know, we'd have a great week of preparation. We have a great week of practice. Everyone's catching balls. Everyone's making field goals. Everyone's doing their blocks. And then all of a sudden game day comes and nothing's going to plan. And that's when it's, you know, it, it is puzzling. It's like, well, you were doing this all week. Why couldn't you do it on game day? What's the difference? So maybe there's a little bit of that going on, but at the same time, more and more folks that I've been talking to, I just went up and, and, um, uh, coached a, uh, a kicker up at Lake Forest College. Um, I actually posted a video of me kicking a barefoot 40-yarder. Uh, Barefooter.
3: Yeah, we shared that yeah. out. Yes. Yeah. It was,
2: it was, awesome. that, that was a lot of fun. I, I actually include that in, into my training when I train kickers. I think that uh, building up that that uh, that foot strength, I have. I actually have some of them kick barefoot sometimes. But I was just messing around and said, "Hey, film this real quick." And uh, anyway. Um, you know, even, even some folks up there said, like, hey, what is going on? Like, something needs to change. And what I've found now, even though I love Brian, i played with him, had a lot of great success with him, you know, something does need to change. There needs to be, there needs to be something. Man, come on, give us something. Yeah. Um, so.
3: Well, I, I'm interested to see what, what Beth Getz is going to do. Um, are you going to be just another AD are you going to come in and actually listen to the fans and see the direction of where this program is going? And that's what the new Wisconsin AD did. You know, he saw that Paul Chris was just slowly going down the wrong path and he, he brought in a whole new regime. And, you know, it looks like it's already in year one, breathing life into the program. And for some reason, you know, when Kirk has been the coach for tw- almost 25 years and you can barely beat a bad Purdue team and barely be a bad Michigan state team, you know, like we're going to get rolled up next year. I think we're going to get stomped this weekend. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm really at the point where, you know, I'll never root against Iowa because that's my team and I love the Hawkeyes, but if they get destroyed the rest of the way out, I'm okay with it because that's the only way that they're going to change anything. Um, South Ben Hawkeye says, Kyle, can we get a true answer for you on your thoughts of programming as KF passed his prime, not saying you skirt questions, but a, a, one of former players' insight. I, I mean, are you comfortable answering that, Kyle? Sure, sure,
2: sure. Hey, I look, uh, I played with, I mean, I haven't looked at the, the actual staff roster here in a while, but just watching games and seeing former players uh, that i that I played with on those sidelines, uh, even behind the scenes, like in player development. Um, there's a lot of guys that I know and played with and trust and um, have a lot of respect for that are uh, on that squad right now. And I don't, you know, as far as skirting questions, first off. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do refrain from, from, you know, like I just, these are guys, come on, man. These are guys that I played with, you know, these are guys that I, blood sweat and tears man went through it all with and i'm not going to say that they need to do this or that um what i will say though is that uh you know coach parents being past his prime i don't think so you know just watching him and watching the way that he responds and i mean he's still doing this i mean gosh how many how many uh, pieces of gum does he go through on the sidelines yeah. watching him it hasn't it hasn't changed man really hasn't and his style hasn't changed the game of football has, has changed a little bit and he's adapted to this this new way of uh, doing things and by that I mean being more experimental and allowing your offensive coordinator to be more uh and you know maybe I'm not talking about right now but I mean gosh guys it's been 17 years since I graduated you know like it's changed a little bit um and uh uh, you know, I don't think he's past his prime. I think he's got a few more left. I think that he just really, really, really trusts and respects and wants to, uh, his staff and wants to bring in people and, you know, uh, and and let them learn through this whole process of winning and losing. And uh, who knows, man? Um, but to be 100% honest with you, I, uh, you know, I feel for, Brian, it's one of those guys that it's one of those things where I want to have a beer with them and sit down and be like, hey, man, what's going on? What's the next step? What's the plan here? Like, show me everything that's in front of you. I want to be a fly on the wall in those meeting rooms um, and see what's going on. But I do know behind the scenes, those players are having the time of their lives and they're loving every minute of it. And they trust every single thing that those coaches are saying.
3: Yeah. Kyle, um, and before we go into this, I wanted to get Kyle's thought on the blocked field goal, um, how that played out. But do you guys realize that Caleb Brown, this coveted wide receiver that we gave a lot of NIL money to has zero receptions this year? We're halfway through the year and he doesn't have a reception. Like again, unacceptable and that we're allowing this and that we're, Keeping an offensive coordinator on the staff and an offensive line coach that still in his third, fourth year can't run block whatsoever and open any holes is crazy to me. But, um, Kyle, walk us through that block field goal because we were all kind of surprised to see that, but we'd like to hear your insight on those things when those happen. Yeah, block
0: field goal and a missed field goal. Yeah. Well, what?
2: Yeah. well keep, keep in mind, before I get to that, one last thing I'm going to say about this South Bend Hawkeye comment here. I truly am 100%. I'm big on this. The, the coaches are only as good as the player's ability to execute the plays on the field on game day. like Because that, that dictates the perception of what the coaching atmosphere is like. So I don't quite believe everything that I see what happens on the field has been actually happening behind the scenes in practice. I think that the coaches might be as puzzled as we are sometimes. So anyway, now on to the field goals. Um, yeah, it was, uh, that, uh, that blocked one, it was super low, you know, before we started the podcast, we were talking about, uh, I think, uh, jumping over the line was banned in 04 when I started, when I, when I took over after Kading, uh, but I got to watch Kading train for, uh, guys jumping over the line. Now, I remember, I remember watching a film of Penn State and other teams, you know, having a guy go down on all fours. And running and jumping over the line to try to, uh, you know, block the field goal. And, you know, I w- I would watch Kading. Um, you know, we w- we would practice at seven and a half, eight, eight and a half yards for the snap hold, which would, you know, it's not that big of a difference, but it would cr- it would give us that, you know, if you watch, if you go back and watch some film, guys, there's 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 fingertips getting within inches, within inches of PATs, field goals. I mean, it's crazy. It really is uh i had i think uh 53, 53 field goals in three years and 13 or 14 of them most were blocked i mean it happens i remember missing three field goals against purdue but then making three goals three field goals also and a couple of them were blocked i mean it just it does happen there are things that happen it's that it's in a nanosecond there could be Um, You know, someone that breaks through the line and and pierces through and, and, you know, cuts down that that angle that you have that you're not planning for. Uh, And there's also, you know, bad snaps and bad, bad holds. But that is very rare at the University of of Iowa because uh, those guys are dedicated to to those positions. But from what I saw, Drew Stevens, he kicked it low, man. Um, He kicked it super low. There's no reason why those guys should be able to get a hand on it from seven and a half yards Uh, if you're a good kicker um you should be you know that was a that was a brain fart you know what i mean that was a i'm sure he's kicking himself for that
3: all right well we are we were trying to get um something here to load up that um and it is not working for some reason right now so we um let's see here oh i uh Let's see here. Yeah. And and well, anyway, our production team, we are um, in correspondence with them right now, but we had something that we're going to try to upload here and play for everybody that um, Matt knows about it. It is not the program. We do this through does not support that file, that type of file. So we, um, I wish I could uh, figure out a way around that. Maybe I should have waited till we were not waited till we were on, um the actual <laughs> podcast to to do it which th- that is extremely frustrating so um we we will get that to you guys so we're going to post that at right after the podcast so Kyle um make sure to comment on it so we actually um went around um Lucas Lee did and went around and interviewed different fans on uh if they remembered Kyle Schlicker and what their thoughts were on him so um yeah, we, was it, pretty funny. it's pretty funny and we we can't play sure. it on the podcast but because it was a great some- interview It was really funny, and I am really frustrated that it won't. I I can't upload it right now. This is gonna really make me mad. I know. Like, I go to like add it, add it in, and it's like grayed out. It won't let me.
2: What file type is it?
3: Um, it is. Let's see here. Oh, hold on. Um, .dot mov.
2: Oh, I. I mean, that's weird.
3: Yeah, I I just go Uh to like go go to add it in so if somebody can put in the comments like what the heck we uh it
0: makes me wonder what kind of pirated shit lucas lee's doing here
3: you know <laughs> I, I don't hold on uh, come on not,
0: luke what? kind of kind of file types you sending us
3: let me see if um let me see what we got here yeah you know Top notch production stuff going on here. But anyway, that was, you know, that was really good feedback from Kyle. That we we were all really surprised to see that happen the the way that it did. So um guys, um also wanted to go in and talk about too what you what your thoughts are for this week's game. You know Matt, I'm gonna start with you. Do you feel like we have any sort of chance going up to Madison and pulling out a victory there, or do you think this is gonna be you know, something that we struggle with.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I, I, good question. Um, I think the only chance that we have is if Deacon Hill and the receivers and the tight ends can get some sort of chemistry. And if he can dial in his passes to hit those guys and those guys can catch and not drop what he does dial in, we've got a chance to win this game. But if they keep, if he keeps overthrowing or underthrowing or throwing interceptions um, and the, and the receivers keep dropping passes that hit him in the numbers, then no, there's no chance because we're going to go three and out and our defense is going to get tired. Like it has all year. Uh, Now, last week, our defense played probably the best they've played all year. And they know that, and they had a team meeting about it. And you know, they came out and proved themselves and it was awesome to watch. It was probably one of the, that was probably the biggest reason we won that game against Purdue is because the defense did step up. So yeah. if they can play like that again and special teams plays like they did with Tory Taylor punting, like he has, and we can get any sort of offense going, yeah, we've got a shot. Absolutely. We do. But if it goes on, like we played against Purdue and Michigan state, then no, we're going to get 10 points, 10, nine and a half point spread. Wisconsin's going to, Blow that out of the water by double or more. I mean, it's, it's just going to happen. Those guys have got to start catching passes, and he's got to start throwing a ball they can catch. And there's only so many run plays you can play. You know, I mean, Caleb Johnson back, that's a huge – that was a huge bonus for us, and
3: he scored a it's touchdown. It was a great run. Hold on, hold on, Matt.
0: Jack Campbell.
1: I got Jack Campbell here. He's not playing. Detroit played Thursday, so he's ready to rock and roll tonight an Iowa game. Do you know who Kyle Schlicker is? I've never heard of her. Got one more <laughs> Taylor waiting to punt later today. Go ahead and turn around. on. Have you heard of Kyle Schlicker? Actually, I have. So what do you know about Kyle? He's about. He's probably about my age, and he was the kicker when I was in school here. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Tyrone right. Tracy. Tyrone Tracy. He flew in from West Lafayette today. We have him right here. All right, Tyrone Tracy. Turn around. Do you know a kicker named Kyle Schlicker? I do know Kyle Schlicker. Now, what do you think about Kyle? Kyle Schlicker is one of the best uh, kickers in Iowa history. You don't know why? Why? He kicked a motherfucking three yarder against. I don't remember. I don't, I can't remember who it was against. But we but know. It went in. It went in. So it went in. Kyle, it won the game. Yes. Yes. It's a three yarder. Pat Anger. Pat Anger. Pat. We're going around asking people. You know who Kyle Schlicker is? No. You? Okay. There we go. Kevin. just here Nebraska Hawks. I got Kevin. He went to school with Forrest Evashetsky. Now, yep. Kevin, do you know Kyle Schlicker? Never heard of him. But I heard he has a really hot wife. <laughs> we love you, Brad. man. Why aren't you here? I'm trying to get an autograph on this great hat. I am looking for you. He's up on the soccer pal, but we love you.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, I lo- I was able to figure that out. So I'm. He's up on the soccer,
0: but we love you.
3: <laughs> that yep. was fantastic. All right. wow. Oh man, All that right. was great. Have so thank thanks. I wonder who
0: remembered your 53 yarder. That's impressive. You probably remember I, who that was
2: against. I mean, I don't I don't recall kicking a 53 yarder. I kicked a 52 yarder at Ohio State, uh, and That's probably lost that um, the only other, the only other big kick, I guess the forty-nine, it was a forty-nine yarder against uh, Minnesota. Uh, it was the fifth field goal to like kind of clinch the win uh, and set two school records. That's that was, you know, that was great, but uh, that was
3: awesome, man. <laughs>
0: that was um, the greatest interview process I've seen in a long time.
3: Great, great. I figured out a lot of little things like just on the fly with this program. Cause I'm like, why can't I not upload this video? And then I saw something that said screen sharing. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I could go through that. And sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, man. It just, no, that's fine. I was pretty well done. Okay. All right. My lead was over. So Erica says wide receivers keep dropping catchable balls. Maybe that's why we're not getting lots of targets. Um, Great point. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case or not, but it definitely doesn't help. That's for sure. Um, I don't know. I'm really frustrated. South Bend Hawkeye says, former coach Don Patterson said Hayden wouldn't blame the wide receivers. He'd make the coaches coaching them accountable. These are the coaches KF and Barta hired. All comes back to KF, KF hate to say it. That's a 100% correct. This You're is something through. where I feel like Kirk is the biggest apologist for the coaching staff, and that needs to stop. The, this is – and I'm sorry. And I'm not speaking for Kyle. Kyle, I get where you're coming from, man. You played there. You played for Coach Farence. You, you know, you still keep in contact with these guys. It's not like you can just go at them and be frustrated and say whatever you want. Matt and I, on the other hand, and everyone else. So we can, <laughs> we can say, you know, whatever we feel like we want to say. But, um, Hayden didn't do this kind of crap. And I'm a hundred percent on record that Kirk needs to retire at the end of the year. He's proven now that he's not willing to make the decisions of what's best for the program you're doing what's best for you and your family. And, um, th- that's fine, but not when it affects millions of other people in a negative way. Um, so, I mean, millions might be, is that pushing it a little bit? Yeah. Well, there's, there's, other
2: people out, there's other people out there that are making bets on Iowa that aren't even Iowa fans.
3: Yeah. I mean, it, it just, <laughs> it, it's bad. Uh, USS Jimmy Carter says Beth needs to fire Brian tonight. You know, that's I agree that's not going to happen. But at the end of the season, at the very least, um, Brian needs to step down, leave, and Kirk needs to retire. I mean, that that's just what needs to happen. Um, he's proven to have no ability to manage or develop the quarterback position whatsoever and lost the complete ability to produce a, a decent offensive line at all. And he's also at the point where he's so stubborn, you know we get to we everyone gets to that point in life where when you get old enough, you just have no filter and don't give a crap and yeah. that that's where he's at right now. I mean he's making comments like oh we- we won ten games last year, that's pretty good, isn't it? Well, that's not the point. You have a cush schedule right now, so we're at the point of like you know we're if we had a just a normal decent offense, we would be a top four top three big ten team. And, you know, he's unwilling to do it. So um, mark my words, guys, if we don't make a change at the end of the season and we go into the uh in, into next season with the new Big Ten with the same boring rerun that we've been playing back for the last three to four years, we're going to be in trouble. And it, it's going to be a rough stretch until we go in and get, and get a new coaching staff. Um, Erica yeah, my says,
0: frustration on the whole Kirk and things with, with saying that, quarterback comment you've been the coach for 24 years and you can't figure it you've been there for 24 years and you can't evaluate a quarterback that's all you've done that's all you have to do is evaluate players and you can't pick a quarterback and you don't know how to get a good one that's a cop out that is terrible any head coach that has to say that that has been there that long probably shouldn't be there anymore
3: yeah, no, it's just um I
0: hate to say it cuz I do like Kirk Ferentz, but it's yeah. Yeah.
3: I like I we said before, I appreciate the things that he's done, but it's one of those things where we're holding on too long. And he hasn't won a conference championship since back when Kyle was in college. It's time to move on to a new regime and, you know, you could have went out and possibly had a statue at Kinnick of yourself and I think that's gone now it's whenever anybody talks about Kirk's tenure nepotism is going to be one of the first things that comes up that, you know, you you kept your son as the offensive coordinator for a football program that has one of the best defenses and best special teams in the country. And just because you refuse to do the right thing for the program, because he's your son, you held back the progress of the whole football team for years and years and years. And yeah, it, it's it, that that's the frustrating part. Yeah. Lucas says he's been as productive as Caleb Brown. Caleb yeah. Brown has been a huge disappointment. Um, yeah. Another another person that's been a massive disappointment is Xavier Wamka. Again, he doesn't even look like half the time. I don't know if he's hurt, but he doesn't even look like he's trying half the time when he's out there. Just trotting.
0: against Purdue, But there's been some times this year that he's really blown some coverages. I think he's after the team meeting, I think he maybe had to come to Jesus. He did play a lot better. But yeah, I agree with you. He had some moments where it was like, what are you doing out there?
3: Yeah. It uh it just doesn't seem like he's fully engaged. I think we're gonna be again, we're gonna go through an off season where we we'll see a lot of transfers. I would be shocked if Caleb Brown came back this year. Um I don't know why. The kid from Charleston Southern, what why am I Set. Like, yeah, With set anything. he yeah, he I mean he's been he's not been good. A, he's been okay. Like okay. Like he's been better
0: of, than any of the rest of them. Well, Vines and him are probably the leaders of it. Nico Regini has been non-existent too. Where the hell has he been?
3: No, um yeah, yeah, Nico Regini I think's had six or seven catches the whole season. You know, Seth has had hardly any. Like it's just again. I mean, the only decent receiver that we've had that's played well has been Eric All. He's been o- the only one that's been he's decent.
0: No, that kid can catch some balls now.
3: Well, and I, I'm going to respectfully disagree about Deacon Hill. I I don't think Deacon Hill is a Division One quarterback. Um, no. he's built like a Division One athlete. I'll how big he is, that. but we He can 't even hit a ten yard out route uh, he is one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks i 've ever seen hit the field um, again, like we can't put out a decent quarterback ever like we have a very yeah. difficult time getting a good quarterback in this system like Deacon Hill was about ready to go to Fordham because he was the fourth stringer at Wisconsin, and the only reason why he's not at Fordham right now is because Iowa picked up the phone and called him um. Uh, that right there is our starting car, our starting quarterback. But where's and Joey
0: Lobos in all this? Yeah. Joey Labus?
3: Yeah. Who who the hell he's, knows? He's number two. I mean,
0: the kid won the bowl game for us looked really good in that.
3: No, I, and Drew says, I know there have been complaints for several, several years about the Iowa receivers, not being athletic enough and they can't separate and they're too slow. And some of the blame to be put on the same guy we praised for years on the recruiting trail, Kelton, Kelton Copeland. He's the receivers coach. I mean, there's a lot of blame to go around on this. And again, you have a head coach and a staff with zero pressure at all. Zero. So he's not in a hurry to make any decisions or any changes. He knows that, you know, you got a cush job, you know, you go, you play in the big 10 West, you can win seven or eight games every year. You got a job for life, you know, and, I'm I've really started to feel like over time and we've known these coaches for so long and we've begun, you know, almost made them into these godlike figures that they're these amazing coaches and how great they are. We do have a few of those on staff, but we have a, uh, just about as many that are great. We have others that shouldn't be coaching at the division one level, the way that they're performing right now. And it's garbage. It's crap. I'm sick of watching it on Saturdays when we play, uh, And I'm not going to be apologetic about it anymore. I don't even get excited. It's not fun to watch. It's a bad product. And I'm not excited to watch the game. I just sit there and I'm not entertained. I don't get fired up. I don't get nervous. I don't get excited because you know what? What's the best case scenario? We go nine and three and go to another Outback Bowl. Whippedy freaking do like I'm so tired of the same stuff. I for me to get excited again and you know Kyle and Matt you tell me what you think but like I for me to get excited again there's going to have to be some big changes. You know, not just even uh you know a new just a new offensive coordinator. There needs to be a new head coach for me to care about and like I don't want to continually dump my money into NIL for the swarm. And this isn't Brad Heinrich's fault. He's doing a hell of a job. And I love Brad. And we, I appreciate all the Hawkeye fans that support him. Why are we going to continue to dump money into an NIL program for the swarm when these guys that we're going out and, and getting, we're not even utilizing them? Yeah. They're just coming in and being completely ineffective. Why should we There's keep giving our money? Eric Hall and Nick Jackson
0: have been key to this year. Well, but here's the thing, we go nine and three. That's a winning season. We're gonna go to a decent bowl. I mean what what's gonna drive them to make a change if we go nine and three or ten yeah. and two? We could easily go ten and two. We lose this weekend and went out. Go to the <laughs> if we if we do go to the championship game we're gonna get destroyed by michigan or whoever or penn state again
3: i think nebraska is gonna kill us nebraska is gonna kill us like they're getting they're getting better a little bit better every they're week finally i think they finally got a decent coach and you know we flip nebraska crap all the time and they've made a million bad hires at least they're trying to be the best you know they're they've had some massive falling on your face and looked like idiots for the last decade but at least they're shooting to be at the top we have just been real happy with being the best mediocre team in the big 10 and you know i I, i'm i'm completely tired of that but i i really hope beth makes a hard decision i doubt that she will um i feel like that again that good old boys club at iowa kirk is in real deep with those guys and they're, they're buddies. And when the, the buddies of the coach are the ones that are donating millions to the program, you're not going to see a change until Kirk wants to change. But again, we just have created the culture that we're going to anoint somebody untouchable that hasn't won a conference championship in over 16, 17 years. Like that's unacceptable that you two big 10 appearance, two big 10 championship appearances in your whole tenure, a since we've gone to these divisions, like we should be going to the big 10 championship three to four out of every five years. And with the West,
0: we should be absolutely hundred
3: percent. And now with the, with the new big 10, a lot realignment with all these new teams coming in, they're going to pick the top two teams in the league. Do you think we're ever with this coaching regime and the way that we're doing things? Do you think we're ever going to snip a big 10 championship title game again?
0: Kyle, I know you were kind of talking,
2: we cut you off. You yeah, like, well, go ahead,
3: Kyle.
2: No, I just had something on the top of my mind, man. Uh, it, you guys might know this better than me, and this is just a thought that popped in my head. Like, you know, it's a different, it's a different generation now, it's a different, different type of game. But what I want to know is do you guys, does anyone know the percentage of the guys that are on the field, the actual starters? How you, what's the percentage of them that actually started their career with Iowa? And the reason why I say this is because it, to me in my, it's turning into like the NFL where it's all money related. You get, you know, yeah, the transfer portal opens up and like, it's almost like people think, Oh, we'll just, we'll just transfer out and get someone better next year. You know, there's something about team chemistry. That's, that's very true. And, and I can tell you this, the guys that I played with, and I, again, I know of the a different era but go back and do the stats about, like, the guys that started their careers at Iowa uh, and loved Iowa and played for Iowa, um, not just to make money or be a star. Um, you know, when the season started, I don't know if you guys remember, we could go back and look at the podcast, but I was pretty skeptical about Cade McNamara. And he's just one example, but, like, no. you know, I don't, think, I don't think that opening up the transfer portal and just, you know, letting people do whatever they want and getting in this guy who has never done anything for for the University of Iowa football team with the players that they have is going to make a big impact. I mean, it takes, it takes a special person to walk in uh, transferring from a program like Michigan um, and really be successful. It's not like the NFL, man. You can't just do that.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, Russell you Wilson gotta, proved that in Denver, that you can't just do that. You know, yeah, it's true. He's stunk it up since he's been there. They gave him a lot of money, but um, Team Money has a really good point 130. Out of one hundred and thirty teams on offense again, more years wasted, but both got to go. We've had players throughout the years and never had a great offense. Brian just added the biggest field to what was already bad. We got a lot of good comments going in, so I want to keep going to these uh Lucas said ference fatigue a hundred percent well said I agree with that Lucas like I have Ference fatigue, I'm sick of this crap I'm <clears throat> really fed up i'll never again I'll never Matt tell me what you think about this i because I've said this a lot and I don't know what, how you feel about this but I don't, I'm not rooting against us, but if we lose, I'm okay with it. Like if things fall apart and if we go seven and five or six and six and it gets real bad, like I'm okay with that because it's got to get worse than that. Cause again, I I, I'd be shocked if they fired him at all, but what, what are your thoughts? Are you kind of deep down hoping that stuff just goes off the rails so we can maybe have a change and, and, have some hope or are you just like, you know what? Like I'm sticking with it. I'm a hundred percent rooting for these guys. I hope we turn it around and somehow pull out a great year. And then maybe Brian will be back next year.
0: <laughs> I think we got to go a lot worse than seven and five to get a coaching change because their contract says seven and five. And so I mean, it's got to be like another four and eight season five and seven season. So it's got to really derail before anything really happens. I, I mean, I hope I'm wrong there. I hope that with being 130 out of 133 or whatever the hell it is right now with offense, you know, there's – something needs to change, at least offensively, because you can't keep doing this offensively. If if Ferens if – or if Kirk stays because he's actually – they're winning games, fine, as long as they're winning them. The defense and special teams have been exceptional – but I mean, even if you go nine and three, 10 and two, and your offense is the worst in the country, you've, you, gotta, you got to use, you can't keep doing this. You can't keep pinning it all on those two parts of the aspects of the game. There's got to be three parts of the game. If you want to be good, if you don't want to get rolled over the next five years with the Pac 12 teams coming into the big 10, you've got to have an offense that can actually throw the damn ball because yeah. they're going to have you know, Oregon, Washington, they're going to put up. 50 points on us and we're going to put up 10. It's just not, it's just not going to work. You got to have something there. So what I I mean, if you got to change the whole coaching staff and, and find somebody with an air raid, fine. I have no problem with that. If Kirk thinks he can handle it and we can get a different offense that actually can work and has um, some appeal to college kids or high school kids coming in and says where we can recruit that's the problem is time and time again, nobody wants to come to Iowa to play receiver. You don't get the no. ball.
3: No, exactly. Why
0: would you want to come here? So, I mean, there's recruiting challenges that come up with these bad coaches, and it just escalates this domino effect at this point. So, I mean, I, I get fired up when I watch the game. I still love the Hawkeyes. I, I still, you know, watch every game. That's not going to change. It never will. Um Yeah. Would I like to see something better, a better product on the field? Absolutely. So we'll just, I guess it's in their hands. And if enough of us get angry and, you know, hopefully a change is made. But
3: one thing that we, I'll let it go through the year. One thing that we haven't talked about too, on top of all this, is our facilities have fallen way behind. We did a refresh, what was that, 10 to 15 years ago? Our locker room is ancient compared to the other teams in the big 10 and you might think that's not a big deal that's what the players care about they don't really give a crap what what kinnick stadium looks like or anything like that they care about you know the player lounge and the locker room and the facilities that they're going to be spending all their time in and that locker room itself if you compare that to iowa state to wisconsin to penn state to ohio state to michigan it, it is not good. I mean, it looks like it's absolutely ancient. And I get that, like, hey, these kids are spoiled now. They shouldn't need all that stuff. But, hey, it works with recruiting. It's a big thing that they need to really take a hard look into that that area and upgrade that as well because that's – you talk to players and why they ended up in a place because they love the facilities. They That's where they're going to be spending a lot of their time. And they'll tell you, like, hey, I – you know those guys from the podcast was a uh, busting with the boys. You know one of those guys I can't remember his name had it down to Iowa and Nebraska. He went to Nebraska because their facilities were far above and beyond better than Iowa's. That was one of the things. I mean and that's not going to be the case for all kids. That some kids might be relationships driven, but we got to keep up. It's an arms race. It's an arms race. You got to keep up with this stuff, and we're not. And I feel like. <clears throat> We're laying on a bubble that's about to burst. When it comes to Kirk, the offensive line, the our offensive coordinator, and our lack of keeping up with our facilities, it there's a lot of things going against us right now, and we need to get on the ball right away. Uh, Erica says, "Who do you want to be the new head coach of once KF is gone? A top three or five candidates? I mean, that's such a tough one. Um, I talked to somebody that was a very, very reliable source that I'm not. I can't say the name, but." Um, he swore up and down. He has insight that Bob Stoops wants to coach another five to six years. And he's waiting for Kirk to be done and then come back. Now, I always thought when people were like, oh, Bob Stoops, I always thought that's garbage. That's not going to happen. But there, that rumor has come back to life. There's a reason why that guy keeps coaching semi-pro football and, you know, at a, at a lower level. So. Um, like USFL and XFL stuff. Like there's a reason why he's still doing that. Cause he still has got an itch for it. He retired at a really young age. So I, I agree that there, there, you know, that there might be some possibilities there. I don't think we're going to get Mark Stoops from Kentucky again. He's That's got a what cush, I was gonna say, Mark Stoops. I think he's got a cush situation at Kentucky. I mean, Maybe. you know, he he's doing things there that have never been done before and he's making a lot of money. Their facilities are beautiful. Like he is really starting to, you know, build that thing and get to recruit at a level that he's never done before. So it, it's tough to say because you never know who's going to want that job. And I think a ton of people are going to want that job because you have the stability and you have a very patient administration and fan base that have, you know, we have had two coaches in 50 years. Like right. they're going to give you a chance to, to do your thing and and be successful chuck says once a coach has been on the job for over 20 years they start thinking they are the program it's time to say the emperor has no clothes i mean it, there's validity in that i mean bobby bowden joe paterno you know we're getting kirk uh, ference here whenever somebody stays hayden too Fry long the same thing happen hayden really though on his last year he was year, year 20 people were wanting him out because his last couple years were rough it was bad yeah i mean it it was bad but again we've created this unbelievably cush situation um lucas says that um deacon hill is a fullback he'd be a hell of a fullback though that
0: reminds me i wanted to bring up so you're fourth and two with deacon hill and you decide to kick a field goal Put him under center. We had five yards. Quarterback sneak that big boy. Let's go. What's up with that? Like they failed to use that at all against Purdue. Like we didn't.
3: We like use it three or four times. Most football programs, I'd say, okay, quit being an armchair quarterback. I a lot you of our fans. Like, not,
0: but what the all, hell?
3: All of our fans, I think, are smarter than Brian. Like why in the you got to have a 250 pound six foot four quarterback
0: pounds, six four and you can't quarterback sneak for two yards. You got five yards the last time you tried it.
3: I mean, give me a freaking break. Like th- this is ridiculous. Like oh. um Drew says, so I take it you boys aren't going to Wrigley. Well, we're going Kyle. You want to answer that question? Kyle,
0: <laughs> Kyle you want to
2: with us? <laughs> no, I'll be I'll be watching from the comfort of my home, but I will be hanging with you boys beforehand. Maybe for maybe for a few drinks. Lucky uh, we are willing to
0: come and visit you,
3: Kyle. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, yeah. We, we weren't able to get to all the comments. There's a whole slew more, but um, you guys, we appreciate it, and we gotta wrap this up. It's been an <laughs> hour. We always start out. We're like, hey, we don't know if we have a, whole, a content to fill up a full. 30, 40 minutes and then we end up rolling past an hour thanks to you guys. So, um, we appreciate the comments. We will be back next week. Um, you guys make the show. I mean, this makes it fun with, you know, we got T money, Erica Goldberg, South Bend Hawkeye representing our man Lucas Lee was fantastic drew shipley was awesome we got ari gold making a comeback in here you know we just got a lot of really great people in here participating chuck phillips you know so we appreciate you guys uh being a part of the podcast it makes it a lot more fun for us and we're never going to go away from this uh we we pride ourselves on being the podcast for the fans by the fans so um we will be back matt's harvest is done got his farm equipment fixed so we're going to we're going to keep it rocking, but guys, we're all frustrated. And this is a great place to vent. Um, clearly, you guys know where I stand, but um, I don't know. Kyle, we appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> we uh, got an email from a friend, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Candy says hello. <laughs> um, she took a break when Matt took time off. So she is in the process of making some new luxurious.
1: Oh yeah,
3: latte candles. Oh, some false scents that'll just tantalize the nostrils. And so, and the yep. So our next shirt that we're gonna make is gonna be sponsored by our little our lady. Oh, it, yeah. Candles by Candy. So uh, we're excited about that. So she's gonna be uh, hooking us up with the new T-shirt line. I think we're gonna rock the Old English N H N. Kyle, what do you think about the Old English N H N? um is that something you like or is that uh are you not a fan of that branding strategy
2: no i do i dig it man i mean i think you guys have a you know we've got a great mix of all the stuff i mean all the stuff you're wearing i I, i'm sorry i'm not wearing mine um i mean it's all up in a special little section of my closet um but Uh, i dig it man I'm, I'm, i'm a big fan of it
3: it's. It, I think it's cool stuff. So, Matt, Matt, what do you think of the of that new logo? It looks nice. I like I, it. I like it. I think it's one that we're mm-hmm. going to stick with long term. I figured Kyle would
0: have a little more uh, likeness to it of oh, the old English being, you know, the soccer guy he is. That's kind yeah. of the old English, you know, home hey. of the yep.
3: soccer. No? I was going to yep. show you guys. We got a little bit of a new. Um, take here so it's like they made these new hats and the uh logo is like this hard rubber Oh kind of cool and then I then we got these on the back so wow. the end, yeah. I don't I don't have it. one of those so I wouldn't know Well I got one for you so it's uh <laughs> if you if you come visit there's one sitting here for you it's mm. uh right upstairs so Kyle I can get one for you if you want one too buddy you just let me know but you Kyle's a fan of the other style that we have so he likes that one. So I don't know. Kyle, you let us know. I owe Kyle a T-shirt too. So I got to get Kyle a T-shirt shipped out. And then we got uh, South Bend Hawkeye shipped out. So South Bend Hawkeye, hopefully we can have a couple of drinks when I go to South Bend to see, for my wife to see Notre Dame and Pitt play. We will be there then. But guys, thanks for a great podcast. Um, it's always fun. great to see you boys. We're going to be seeing Kyle here in a few weeks, stopping out at his place. We're, we'll do a live stream from Kyle's house.
0: We should do uh, that.
3: That'd be fun. Good. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do a live stream. Probably won't use
0: his internet though.
3: It's gotten <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Kyle's internet has gotten better, dude. Like whatever. I whatever had to he... do
0: that job!
3: <laughs> well, it, he he's done a good job, so it has
0: been awesome. Meet George Jackson. his wife Jane
3: getting into the live feed of miles internet. That's a, a great feature that we were able to have. So we will be back next week. Hopefully the Hawks again, I'm torn. I hope they pull it out. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I hope they just tank it and we can have some changes. Cause we're, we have parents fatigue. If you guys haven't listened to the Trent Condon locked in Hawkeyes podcast, listen to that. I think he's got a really good take on a lot of this stuff. Um, really put himself out there and calling for some change as are we. So, you guys have a wonderful weekend and uh, we will, we'll, we'll see you back uh, next week. Go Hawks.
2: Go Hawks, Go Hawks guys.